Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Bulls Nation? And welcome into the CHGO Bulls Podcast presented to you by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. I'm Peck. Hanging out here with my guy, Big Dave, and our guest, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> our former co-worker, 15-year NBA vet, product of the University of Illinois, <laughs> and you probably also recognize him from his work doing Bulls analysis on pre- and post-game for NBC Sports Chicago. Give it up for the one, the only, Kendall Gill yes. in the studio, ladies yes. and gentlemen. The legend is here. Thank oh. you, fellas. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, so good, good to it's see so you, good, buddy. Man. Yeah, it it's is, man. Deal, man. I haven't seen you guys, what, since the pandemic? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Started? I mean, yeah. Right was, after Rudy Gobert gave his teammates yeah. COVID yeah, yeah, and yeah. Silver shut down the league. That was the last time we saw you in person, man. Wow, that is What is it, two years? But he's like, two yeah, years. two. Yeah, two years. Man. Yeah, man. Time man. flies, man. It does fly, man. But hey, so how you been? I've been great. Well, I mean, you know, miss you guys over at NBC because, you know, we, uh, when you guys came in, we started watching the games together and mm-hmm. discussing basketball and, you know, we turned into friendships and everything. So, you know, we missed that part. Yeah. You know, now it's a, it's a little bit different. I mean, I still have fun, but it's sure. not the same without you guys. Yeah. Well, and yeah. so now we've completed the trifecta because we had Jason Goff join us in the studio last week. Okay. Purdue came by a few weeks before that. All right. Yep. So, and, and we've actually, we've we've also char- uh, chatted with our pal Chinowski. Chinowski, yep. We've okay. had Stacy. Yep. Okay. We ha- we're going to get Adam Amin sometime soon in the coming weeks because, you know, we just, we can't stay away from you guys. We love you too much. <laughs> I hear you, man. I, and I appreciate you guys saving the best for last. Yes, sir. Oh, <laughs> obviously. It was always the plan, Kim. It was always the plan, man. Straight up and down, uh, man. Oh, man. This is a treat for me, though, man, because I've told you this a million times. This, this is one of the cool things to be able to do this is you can meet the people that you admire coming up and actually tell them to their face what they meant to you, you yeah. know, in their face. And I've yeah. told him millions of times, yeah. he was my favorite player um, at the Illini. Thank man. You, he was dude. my Thank favorite you. by far. The first time I got starstruck was when I saw you because my sister graduated the same year uh, you did. Right. Yeah. So I remember being at the graduation. I was a little kid. But I remember being at right. the graduation. <laughs> and they had a – after the graduation, they had a special one – uh, special ceremony for all the black graduates mm-hmm. and we were in there and everything and, yeah. and you came in uh, and you saw everybody kind of gravitate <laughs> and I freaked out I was like yeah. yo that's getting again my sister she's you know she's a book person you yeah, know what I mean? she yeah. was like who and I was like you went here how don't you know who this is <laughs> Oh, yeah, the basketball guy? She, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know yeah. him. That's Kendall Gale. And yeah. I'm over there freaking out, man. Yeah, she, was in, she was in class all the time. But yeah. I, I do remember that. Uh, it was in Follinger Auditorium. A uh, huge auditorium on, on U of I's campus. And you had the regular graduation, then you had the black graduation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what it was. Uh, you know, I, I remember that day. I, I had a great time that day because, you know, I was able to walk across the stage for the second time. Yeah. Um, you know, because I did do the regular graduation as well. But, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's an honor to go four years and graduate on time. Yeah. You know, which is one of my goals. I know that's like they don't do that these days because everybody is one and done. Right. But, you know, when I went to college, I really didn't have, like, NBA aspirations. You know, I just wanted to go to college and graduate, get a great job afterwards. But, you know, it just happened to work out for me that – you know, I got a really, I still got a really good job after college, <laughs> but but I had a degree in my hand too. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. Like you didn't yeah. have those real aspirations coming nah. out, even after the, all the incredible years you had. In uh, no, 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 I, not not when I went there. 
Um, by the time my junior year came around, I, I can remember we played LSU when Chris Jackson, who, I, who you guys Mahmoud know, I told Abdul you guys, Mahmoud Abdul Raouf, who I told you guys was the hardest person I've ever had to guard. I remember. Right. Even MJ was not as hard I, I as remember. this guy. And, and he was one of the four guys taken above you in the 90 draft Right, class, right, yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was Derek Coleman, Gary Payton, um, Dennis Scott, and me. Uh, so, uh, Mahmoud, Dennis Scott, and then me. Right. So, um, you know, after that game against the LSU Tigers, you know, I had 27 points and everything like that. And then my late great, uh, the late great Jimmy Collins came to me and said, hey, there's a whole bunch of NBA scouts that came and told me that now you're on their radar. Mm. And that's when everything started for me okay. after the game against LSU. Okay, yeah. all right. Got serious at that. And see, yeah. I, like, I'm a little bit younger than Big Dave, so mm -hmm. my Kendall Gill fandom didn't start at U of I. I wasn't watching you back then. But, and I've told Dave this before, I think I've told you this, like, number two behind my Bulls fandom when I was a little kid growing up, my favorite team was that Charlotte Hornets team yes. that you got drafted to yeah. with you and Zoe yeah. and Larry Johnson and Muggsy. Like, that squad. Dale Curry. Yeah, Dale I Curry. loved watching you guys play. You yeah. were so much fun to watch play. Yeah, it was, you know, I had such a great time. And, you know, one of the regrets of my career is that I did not stay in Charlotte. Mm. Uh, I went to – I signed a free agent deal with the Seattle Supersonics, which, you know, hey, listen – Seattle Supersonics, they were a great organization, yeah. great fans. It's yeah. a great city. They deserve a team back sure. there. But you guys know when I put – I always felt like I was a Charlotte Hornet, mm -hmm. even when I was playing for the Seattle Supersonics. I was, I was like yeah. – you know how MJ used to wear the North Carolina shorts yeah. under his? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like I had on Charlotte Hornet shorts <laughs> under the Seattle Supersonics. And the feeling's uniform. mutual from yeah. the Hornets because you yeah. were honored, you know, just recently, a year or two ago, right, yeah. as one of the, the, the ten greatest Hornets yeah, of all time sure. or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Yeah, and, you know – the thing is, is that you look at this organization now, the Bulls. Yeah. Okay, this front office believes in keeping their team together, the, at least the core together, for four or five years. The front office in, in uh, Charlotte, they didn't understand that. Mm. And, you know, all I wanted was, was a certain contract, and mm -hmm. then everything would have been fine. You know, but being a young franchise and a young player, you just – didn't I, I didn't know how to compromise at that time. I was like, no, this is my number, and I'm not getting off of it. They were the same way. Yeah. And as a result, I think it hurt both of us mm -hmm. uh, in the end because as a young player, and, and we, I know we're going to talk about Zach Levine later, yeah. but as a young player, you got to realize, because Zach, Zach is in free agency, as a young player, you got to realize a rising tide lifts all boats. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what you we're know doing what I mean? right now. All right. And, and, and that's <laughs> – what I did not see in Charlotte. Mm. And, uh, I mean, listen, well, I went to a great team, Seattle Supersonics. Yeah, yeah. We won 63 games right. that year. Mm -hmm. We should have won the championship the next year, but then we ran into something called Mount Matumbo. Yes, you yeah. did. You know, <laughs> against, the, against the Denver Nuggets. They were the first number eight seed to beat the number one seed. Mm. But still, I felt like my future would have been a lot brighter had I never left the Charlotte Hornets. Mm. And that yeah. seems because I see you mean talking about you remembered you with the Nets. That's yeah. the other team a lot of people remember you because you had some really, really excellent years with that yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. I, I had some great years with the New Jersey Nets, great franchise as well. Now they're in Brooklyn. Right. Wish they were in Brooklyn when I was there, man. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, you didn't like playing in Jersey? I like playing in Jersey, yeah, but, you know, different. Brooklyn is a little hip. A little, <laughs> a little hip. You're in the okay. city and everything like that. But, uh, you know, I had a great time there. Spent six years there. Played for Butch Beard, who, who actually yeah. – He's one of the best coaches I've ever played for, even though I only played for him for half a season. Yeah. Then John Calipari came in. Um, you know, so those years were, were great for me to grow as, as a person, as a, as a player. Mm -hmm. You know, John Calipari showed me a lot of things. I remember under him, I finished ninth in the league in scoring yeah, one year. 20 and, plus, yeah. Yeah, and I led the league in steals one year when I was with New Jersey and, and you know, tied the record for steals in the game. Uh, and I also grew as a person because I did not live in New Jersey. Right. I lived in Manhattan. Of course you did. Well, yeah. yeah. I, lived, <laughs> That's I, lived, the way I lived on 43rd and 11th Avenue. Okay. Right. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be in one of the greatest cities in the world and not live it, explore it. Right. You know, immerse myself in all of the culture right, right. and everything. And this is pre-husband and father settled down, this, this Kendall. Right. Yeah, this yeah. is pre-husband. You got to be father. living in Manhattan. Yeah, you got. I got to be <laughs> living in Manhattan. Man. So, I, so I got me. I got me a place on Forty Third and Eleventh Avenue, mm -hmm. um, Riverbank West. I remember the apartment name right next to the Lincoln Tunnel. So I was able to jump in the Lincoln Tunnel. Wow. Get over to 
uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey, in the Meadowlands for practice every day within 15, 20 minutes. I actually lived closer than most of the players right. did that played for the New Jersey Nets. Wow. Uh, you know, and I'd come back over, man, park my car. And if I ever wanted to go anywhere in Manhattan, I didn't drive. I just hopped in a cab or something like did. that, man. You know it, I mean? it was great, man. I tell you, <laughs> my wife, my wife says that. My would wife you, would says, you ride the subway or were you too big? <laughs> nah, for that? nah, I was too big. For yeah, yeah, I okay. ain't ride on the subway, okay. man. Okay. Even though I did it a couple times. <laughs> so, but hey, look, I, I've, I've, I've ridden, I've ridden on the L enough times here in Chicago, well, so I don't need to ride the subway. You don't need to ride. You know what experience? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I've had the experience you riding on the train. <laughs> so, you know, I tell my wife now, listen. She, she goes, why don't you take me out? I said, I'm still trying to co- recover from New York. Because <laughs> I, I tell you, I used to hang Yo, out nonstop, man. man. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm hey, still trying to recover, bro. I like how low-key you tried to make that scene. Like, yeah, I got a place in Manhattan. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it was just, you know, sort of one bread room. You right, know what I'm saying? Yeah. One room place. Look, man, I had my, my, my apartment. I had a two-bedroom apartment. Okay. 43rd and 11th Avenue had a huge terrace overlooking the Hudson River. Mm. I tell you, man, I, I was wow. that, that, <laughs> not bad. That was some of the best times of my life. Okay, man. all right. Living not in bad. Manhattan, I live right. in a one bedroom basement apartment in Queens. That was a twelve block walk from the last subway stop yeah, okay, in my okay. New York years. So <laughs> we had a little bit of a different New York experience. Yeah, a little bit of a different experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hanging out a little hard. Man. Yeah. Right. Uh, so we got a lot to talk about. Like you said, we will get your thoughts on Zach and some of the other big things from the off season. But first and foremost, real quick. We saw you go through some struggles of depression watching the Bulls when we were watching together. Yeah. What was it like? I mean, did it feel like a breath of fresh air to watch this team this season after all of us collectively, Bulls fans, people covering the Bulls, went through it in those dark rebuilding years after the Jimmy trade? Oh, my, my God, man. I mean, you guys know we, we went through some years where it just was – it was – how can I say it was desolate. Yeah, mm. it was just. You know, we were worried about you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, should, you, should, you should have been worried about me because you guys know how many times I've cussed in the green room. Oh and yeah, like yeah. that. Like, but when they they changed the front office, I knew that we were going to go in a different direction. You know, John Paxson is a friend of mine. Gar Paxson's Gar Gar Foreman is a friend of mine. Mm. But sometimes it's just time for a change right. in life uh, and in business. And I think that it was time for that change. Uh, and they picked the right guys because these guys came in with a with a new look, a fresh look about everything. Mm. Um, they turned they turned this roster over within what a year and a half, yeah, yeah two yeah. years. So, and they believe in you know making big moves. I don't think that this this front office overvalues their assets. Right, like they'll make a move yeah. in a minute if they think it's going to make this team better. That's a fact. And when I went to see them practice, uh, I, I believe it was last year in training camp, mm. I was like, this whole league is going to be surprised. Yeah. You know, because I saw what they could do. Now, unfortunately, we ran into the injuries. We yeah. ran into the COVID protocol things that happened. And we didn't show the full strength of this Chicago Bulls team. We limped into the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. But at least we got we there. We got one. Yeah. We got, we we got, got a victory. <laughs> I think next year, they. I, I think next year is going to be even more successful because I think that they're going to make another big move. Mm. I hear they're talking about, you know, there's rumors now about Gobert mm-hmm. being on the market. Yeah. If you we get that. if we can get him, you know, I'm willing to let some pieces go. Oh. You know, okay. I'm willing to let some pieces go. Okay, all right. All of them? Not all. Like, of them. Not all of them. Just a you're, you're clearly sending Vooch. To get yeah. closer to match the salaries, right. so you're gonna give you're gonna give up Patrick Williams in that trade. I don't think Vooch and Kobe in a pick is enough. Yeah, you don't think it is? Mm-mm. No, you don't have to give up a little more. They they're gonna okay, want more. Okay, okay, okay. Saying, listen, I love the talent of Pat Will. I love. I mean, I think that guy physically, mm. when he decides he wants to be the best on the floor, like he did last game of the season against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Right. right. When he put when up he just, thirty whatever. When he just decided, I'm the best guy on the floor. Nobody can match me physically. I'm just going to take over. If we had that guy, he would be untradeable. I'm I'm not trading him. But then we go to the playoffs, and he returns back to being the guy that's not aggressive that we need to be successful. Now, here's the question for the front office. Is that the real Pat Williams, or is he going to be that guy we saw in Minnesota? Right. That's the decision they have to make. Yeah. You know, do you think you know which one's real? Do you think 
that that guy that we saw in the last meaningless regular season game can be what he does. The, and the thing that Dave and I have talked about mm-hmm. is that guy hasn't shown up a lot because he's been, what, fifth or sixth down the option list as far yeah. as who wants offensive production on a nightly basis. But also the injuries, too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That also played into it as well. So this is all brand new, kind of what we you saw. You got Zach, you got DeMar, you got Voosh. You don't need Pat putting up 15 shots a night. But I need him to be aggressive offensively. True. I don't need him to disappear. And also, the, what he showed in that, in that Minnesota game, he showed all the tools. He, he was a three-level scorer. Mm-hmm. He, he shot the three-point shot. He drove to the basket. He posted up. Mm-hmm. We don't have one guy that does all three. You know, so if, if he can do all three, mm-hmm. yes, but you got to look at the numbers. How many games has he played like this? He's Not only, many. He's only played one game. Yeah, like that. <laughs> game like the, okay. like the guy we need him. So I'd have to lean towards this is what he is. Well, let me ask you this, because I asked Will the same question. If they do get Gobert, where, where does that vault the bull? Are they immediately a top four team in the East? It all depends on what – I believe what they can get in free agency. Yeah, okay, we get Gobert. Can we get a shooter? Because I think that we need a perimeter shooter. Yeah, definitely. A guy that just can knock down shots. Can Is, is Kobe back? I mean, do we have a – well, you know what? They, I, think, I think that um, Caruso does a great job as a backup point guard. Sure. Yeah. But I think we need somebody else coming off of the bench to score the basketball. It all depends on if we get Gobert – do we have two other pieces that we can put with them? If we can do that, then yeah, I think we're top four. Oh wow! Okay. I think you exhaust your resources if you make that Gobert trade, though. I mean, who who are you getting to come in in free agency to be that shooter that this team needs? If you're spending all that money on Gobert and giving up a few other resources for it, mm. like whoever you're signing as a veteran shooter, better be happy with like a United Center meal plan <laughs> ticket or something like that. Matt Thomas is here, all right? So he worried about it. Matty Legend is in the I don't know if you're familiar with how much Big Dave embraced Matt Thomas this season. But it got yeah, No, I know. I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> he was on the pod. He heard it. He heard this. He heard this. He, he, he loved Matt Thomas as much as you love the idea of bringing Derek Rose back to Chicago. Hey, that's hey, a lot of hey, love. Why not? Why not? I'm, I'm getting closer. Can we can we bring, can we bring him back? I'm getting closer to that idea. What I want is his final season back here in Chicago. I think he's got two uniform. more left. I think he's, he's got two. Didn't he sign a three-year deal in uh, I New believe York? so. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. Tibbs ain't done with him yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Tibbs yeah. ain't letting that go. Because right. I mean, how many games did he play last year? Maybe 20? Yeah. Yeah. He, he was you hurt. Know, injuries were a problem. Had surgery and everything. Yeah. So he was out for a minute. But I would love for him to be here, man. Like, not only will it be great just for the city, he can actually still contribute. You can actually still contribute. And, you know, we did have problems struggling this year in the playoffs where we couldn't break anybody down off of the dribble. They, Milwaukee built a wall against DeMar. And, you know, it worked. You can't build a wall against Derrick Rose. You know, because he's too, he's too quick. He'll get to the, to the hole too quickly on you if he's still got something left. Right. That's yeah. true indeed. Um, real quick, because you guys have that U of I connection, um, how much did you enjoy the surprise that was Io's rookie year? Mm. And what do you, do you see his role growing on this team next season? And what do you see his NBA ceiling being? I do see his role growing. Um, you know, we just mentioned a, a backup point guard. I forgot to mention Io with uh, Caruso. But, you know, at 6'5", with the long arms that he has, he's defensively, he's really the only player that I've seen give Trey Young a lot of problems. Mm individually mm-hmm. you know sometimes uh, you saw Miami they, they they shut Trey Young down in the playoffs this year with team defense but Io really bothers that guy yeah you know you need one of those guys uh on your team uh a, de- a defensive stopper and offensively I thought that he, he showed more than what I was expecting yeah here's the problem he's gonna get so good can we keep him mm. Because mm. listen, you're already worried about. That? I'm worried about. It. I'm worried about it. Man. Listen, I know it's year one, but he's on a two year deal. Yeah, that's true. He's a second, second round, round pick. Second round pick. Two that's years. True. He's a second round pick. He's that's coming true. up. So what do you do? So do you give him some money now, and then so hopefully he's, he's like, okay, I'm happy with that, mm-hmm. or do you wait and take the gamble? I think you give him Kobe's give, money. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's Take just this me. in, just go. <laughs> Kobe, Take buddy. that and go. Yeah, because no, Col- Kobe hasn't signed an extension, right? Right. No. Yeah. yeah. He's, what nine? He's million? coming up on it. Yeah, yeah. and that qualifying offer is around nine million. Around I think. nine. Yeah. Yeah, I'd give that to Io too. He's right. So, <laughs> okay. Know. Okay. So so then, what are you gonna do with Kobe? And put him in the trade package. You put him in the trade package. Give him a nice wave. Say oh. thanks for the good time. Oh. We something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. He's he's a huge question mark for me. Like because I don't know if he wants to stay. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how the team truly feels about his talent and if they could use it or not. Um, if they want to just put in those trade packages, because all the things we keep hearing are they're trying to package him in a deal yeah. and ship him anywhere. You know what I'm saying with his number 18 yeah. pick. So right. it's it's really up in the air for him, man. So I'm. It's, I'm going to trust whatever AK and Eversley, I mean, whatever uh, AK and Mark Eversley decide, but yeah. it's it's a crapshoot right now. And it yeah. can't be easy packaging him right now based on the way he finished the season. Yeah. You know, like, he yeah. he went cold, hot, cold right. this season after coming back from that shoulder injury. Uh-huh. It's a lot easier to put that kind of player in a trade if he ended the season on a hot streak and not a cold streak. Right, yeah. And, it, look, in his defense, he had the shoulder injury, then he had to deal with COVID right. and everything. He was never, never able to get into a rhythm. Um, but... The thing is, is that I think teams have to look at Kobe as a guy coming off the bench to give you scoring. I don't think he's – I think we, he's proven that he's really not a starter right. in, in this league. Um, I think you have to look at him in the Lou Williams mold, the, the uh, who else, the Dale Curry mold, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, somebody like that. You know, And if he embraces that role and, and comes off and, and really does his job well, then he's valuable to a team. Yeah. Sure. You know, but – I just don't know whether he can do that here, mm. you know, because you got Caruso coming off the bench. You right. got Io coming off the bench. Right. That's going to need minutes. So if I'm, if I'm Kobe White right now, I'm not really comfortable about my situation here mm. in, in Chicago. I mean, you know, in my opinion, I may be looking to go elsewhere. <laughs> I'm surprised. Are we, are we Dave, adding I'm another surprised. member to Big yeah. Dave's bus out of town? Get your oh, van, baby. Get in the van with Tristan. Get in the van. Yeah, Tristan's Tristan. the only one in that van. Well, Tristan wasn't here. He wasn't really here that long. He's here for a couple weeks. He getting in the van, brother. He, he getting in the, the van, van, brother. He in the van. Kardashian curse is oh. real, you guys. <laughs> it's a real it thing. It is real. Real in oh. that holy field, our pal, our pal John Sabine hopped in the comments hey. saying, hey, how long do you think that Kobe White Bulls highlight package would be? Two minutes, maybe five? <laughs> oh, John. I, mean, I think that's a little John. too harsh. Kobe had some big time moments his rookie, his year, rookie year for his sure. second year yeah. and like even this season after he came back from the shoulder he did get on a hot streak for a while there he was he, when he was producing 15 to 22 points off the bench in like whatever it was eight consecutive games like yeah, he had a hot streak it's just that he isn't that player always he isn't right. that knockdown three point shooter always right. and and that you know if he were more consistent a lot of teams want a player like that off the True. bench a lot of teams would want him a player like that, and also he would be that shooter that we need. Right. Yeah. So he wouldn't be going anywhere. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's that consistency that's the really consistency. Killing the yeah. yeah. Right. Consistency. Uh, all right. We're, we'll get to Zach Levine next and get Kendall's thoughts on what's happening with Zach Levine this summer. But first, Big Dave, yes, tell sir. our friends and viewers about that fun points bet app, would you please? Oh, points bet, Kendall. I don't know if you're a gambler. You don't strike me as one. Yeah, but I've done a couple shows with points bet. Okay. It's, all right. It's, it's all fun. right. It's fun. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about there, yeah. man. Because the best way to support CHGO is to download that points bet app and use that code CHGO when you sign up. Because if you do that right now you'll get those two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive that free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of that awesome web content, and you'll even get a free T-shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's 2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making a more than a $50 first-time deposit. Where? At PointsBet. Mm. And... It's that live NBA same game parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live NBA same game parlay. You can do that only with points bet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. And if you want more. And we know that you do. You can also boost those live same game parlays. You can watch live, parlay live, boost live, and partay live with points bet. And if you're in this beautiful state of Illinois, well, you see that Illini jersey right there because that's why the Kendall Gill has signed it and I'm too damn happy right now. <laughs> and you're here in Chicago where it's hot and I saw the devil outside in the tweed suit smoking a cigarette. But you can stay inside and you can download that PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Because once the game starts, you don't just bet. Matthew Peck, what do you do? You live your bet life, of hit, course. Hit me, Joey. Do it! Just 
<laughs> I'm with you. I would have guessed that Kendall is too responsible to be yeah, a points Kendall, bet kind of no, man. No, 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 on, first of all, damn, you guys have gotten good. <laughs> You weren't doing that when you first came to the studio. We didn't have a whole lot of practice because they couldn't find us a sponsor. They they didn't tell us to do this. It's always been in there, Kendall. You guys got skills, man. You guys got skills, man. They passed the ball. When I brought Big Dave on lockdown last summer, I was like, you can do all the ad reads. Here you go. I was too excited. Yeah, man. He just gave me the ball. That's all. He just took that ball and ran with it. just gave me the ball, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> Today's episode also brought to you guys by Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee, which is a game changer. It won't make you high or hungry, CBD, but it does offer real benefits that can help you feel alert and focused without those coffee jitters, live your day more balanced with less anxiety, fewer aches and pains, mm-hmm. plus including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best. You know, I've been digging on, on those Strava decafs in the afternoons and the evenings. Yes, you have. Amazing night's sleep, wake up feeling uh, like a million bucks. Wake up feeling like Kendall Gill's bank account. Ooh. <laughs> and the best part is that Strava's all about quality everything is small batch fresh and shipped straight to your door it even offers concentrated full spectrum cbd tinctures for those looking for more traditional cbd format and right now our chgo listeners and viewers can save 25 percent off their entire order when you use promo code chgo25 at checkout that's 25 percent off your entire order at Mm stravacraftcoffee.com when using promo code chgo25 at checkout give it a try i like it it's delicious Helps me sleep. Helps me focus. Strava. Yeah, Kendall, you should get My that. bank account. Yeah. yeah. How about you guys? You guys reading all these promos and everything. <laughs> yeah, you guys it. getting paid. You, you want to line up our bank accounts next week? <laughs> <laughs> we can switch. We can switch right now, Kendall. I mean, right oh, now. You know a little do do on those yeah. routing numbers? No, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> well, you should get down. I know you like the CBD, you know, for the joints and the knee pain and everything like that. That's Strava Coffee. You know, it could be a game changer for you, man. Okay, well, you know, I'll recommend it for somebody. But, okay, you know, right, you know, on, right on, right on. Know, I'm, I'm more of a sea moss type of guy. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like the sea moss. I love sea moss. I have yeah, some yeah. all the time, man. Yeah, yeah. That's 6040 over there, boy. 6040. That's 6040 club. Right. Speaking of which, Sabine wants to know how he can get a 6040 shirt. John, I think you actually oh, have you to gotta complete earn that. the 6040 yeah. challenge. You got to earn it. To get man. a shirt. You got to get my guy Joey out there to do that, man. Do the 6040. You know what the 6040 is, Joey? No. Feel me. The 6040 workout is something when March 11th, when COVID shut down the NBA, I was in. I, I was just, you know, we had canceled a game that day, and I was looking in the mirror. I was like, "Dude, I, I don't look like the athlete I once did." Mm. So I called up my friend Ian Mahoney. I said, "Listen, I want you to do the sixty forty workout with me. It takes fifty days. I got to get back in shape." Mm-hmm. So we started doing it. We started posting our workouts online, and people just start coming to the field, you know. And so many people came. Field of dreams. Yeah, yeah, you build it, they'll come. So, so many people came, I had to put structure to it. Right. So, you know, I, I started making people sign up, and it was for free, you know, the first year. First Yeah, the first year. You know, it got so good, so many people started coming. I said, oh, it's free too? Like, no, no, the second no. year. Hold the up. second year is not going to be right. free. Right, exactly. So, first it always but, free. Because baby. I'm telling you, man, when, when I put the program together, this was work. Yeah, I had to yeah. get up at 4 in the morning, be out at the field by 4.30, mm-hmm. set the whole field up. You got to get permits from the city. You got to get insurance. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you just got to get everything. Right. Got to run it like a business. So, right. uh, But anyway, you know, so many people came because of, of the workouts. And the thing is, it works. Yeah. And the most it takes <laughs> is 45 minutes. Yeah. That's why people love it. They come in in the morning, they get their workouts done. And then they go home. They don't have to do anything for the rest of the day. Right. So the most people lose, the, the least that a person lost was 20 pounds mm. over the 50 days. The most a person lost over two sessions of the 60-40 was 100 pounds. Mm. Got him off of his diabetes medication, his hypertension medication, and all that stuff. So, mm. you know, it's something that I did in college. Right. You know, pri- prior to the final four year, we met at Memorial Stadium at Illinois we did the 60-40 workout. Mm-hmm. I changed it a little bit, put a calisthenics to it, but okay. it works. And, you know, that's the big reason why we were so powerful that year, man, because we were in so much better shape than everybody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It worked. I've, I've seen it. We've seen the videos from it. Yeah. You know, so everything like that. We saw Jason golf out there. Jason uh, didn't make it. Twice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, hey, look, I ain't faulting him. Hey, look, I ain't faulting that hey, brother, man. Hey, I ain't faulting tried. He tried. You tried to he get did, me out there. I was he like, did oh, more than I ever thought. But check it out. He did more than I would. I designed it to make people quit. 
Yes. You know, Congratulations. It's like, That's it's just like, mean. Yeah, but but look, but look, you gotta earn it. Yeah. Okay. So the yeah. people, the people that make it through that T-shirt that they get at the end means something to them. That's real. Because you know they've they've gone through fifty days of hard work. They've gone through the injuries. That because you're gonna get you're gonna be sore. You're gonna be injured. Right. The thing is, uh, is uh, mentally, are you tough enough to make it through those fifty days? Mm. So Jason made it through. But I think he came like a week and a half. That's all right. So close. Hey, look, and then he calls, then he starts calling me up. Hey, listen, um, I got my son, but oh. uh, I, I'll, I'll get it in tonight. Then he calls me up the second day. Hey, listen, uh, I got a podcast, so I'm like, ah, oh, he's done. <laughs> and I, you know, if you go to the show, I teach him, I tease him about that all the time. I mean, come on, <laughs> you using his kid as an excuse. Hey, man, I'm not listen, Jason. He I'm did. with you. I'm with you, Jason. You know, I love Jason Goff. I'm with you, bro. For real, you did Jason more Gull. than I will. Promise I, you, bro. I love Jason Goff. <laughs> Much respect. I ain't trying. Yeah. Hey, hey, I love him, but he didn't, he didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> so when you give out these, how many of these shirts do you think you've given out? We now have a total of, because we did it for two years now. Okay. So we have a total of 210 members. Wow. 210 people have made it through. Wow. But I think we have somewhere where we have 376 that signed up for it. Wow. So, you know, a lot of people did not make it. Yeah, yeah. You but know, it's designed that way. It's designed that way. Okay. And, you know, they, they cry and stuff like that. And, you know, that's, but, I mean, I'm telling them, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't give you the T-shirt because all these people behind me that, I, that I'm putting in the work, yeah. that I struggle and get through, I mean, you know, those are the people that deserve it. So. And, and your son, Phoenix, completed it, which, can, like, that's yeah, an iffy, iffy on your yeah, choice Phoenix. because you're helping him get into better shape so that he can beat your butt up and down the basketball court when you're playing <laughs> he, can already, he, can al- he can already do that. <laughs> he can already about, outrun yeah. me. You that's know, the point, but, yeah. But, yeah, my wife made it through and, and everything, so, you know. And look, our oldest member is seventy-seven, so there's no excuse. Oh, that makes me feel like a lazy seventy-seven piece of years Not me. old, <laughs> and he made it through. Right on. His name is John. Shout out to you, John. Shout man. out yeah, yeah. to the seventy-seven. Come on, Joe. Is this a challenge, Big Dave? No, that's for you. Don't look at me. Me, <laughs> all right. I go. I didn't realize Goatlieb was in the gym, but we couldn't do our our draft profile the other day because he had to go. Pump some iron. So, That's you know, right. maybe when he gets back in town, me That's and him right. will I forgot Will head out to the field. That too. You're right. You're right. Will. Yeah, yeah, I can see Will doing that. Also, we got Jamal and Shaq in the comments, and they're saying, what's up with Matt's shoes? They must not have watched for the last couple y'all months. Y'all know it's, it's Burke season. Burke season. Come on, him, y'all. Yeah. He's all about these Burks, him. Uh, you know, yeah. and apparently it's okay, but not if we have a guest. <laughs> if we have company... The stature of one Kendall Gill. I can't wear my Birkenstocks. Is no, that what but, y'all are but, saying? But you, see, but you see, guys, I, I'm I'm family though. Yes, yeah, true. Guys. I'm not like a regular guest. This is fact. So I really know these guys. So Kendall he, has seen me at yeah. much worse than this. Yeah. And, and these guys, these guys have been over my house, and we've watched games together and stuff it's like true. that. True so, story. You it's know, true. It's, Warriors Raptors 2019 Finals. Yeah. Right. Hey, hey, if it's Game Seven. Toss I might, I might have you guys over, man. Stop. If it's game, if we get all game right, seven, son, we're there. All right, all right, we're there. All, all right. right, we can do it. We can we're do there. it. Now, game now, seven. now that COVID is over and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Not, not over, but I mean, you know, we feel a little bit safer. All right, out of right. control. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. We ain't got to work this time. Yeah. We ain't got to carry no food this time. Like, you got to bring some food. Man. Okay. All right. Got to bring right, some food. All right. All right. Fair I'll, I'll bring sixty beers and forty brats. Okay. Seahawks connect. I got you, man. The question <laughs> that is on every Bulls fan's mind right now, Kendall, is Zach signing on that dotted line on that five-year deal to stay with the Bulls? What do you think? I think he has to stay. I think that the Bulls have to have him. I mean, why would you leave a situation that's just about to take off? Yeah. You know, and I've and you know I've talked to Zach about this. You know, uh, I mentioned to him about my situation in Charlotte, as I mentioned earlier. A rising tide lifts all boats. Everybody knows him as a Chicago Bull. Mm-hmm. Now they don't remember him as a Minnesota Timberwolf. No. You know, he is going to be remembered as a Chicago Bull. You're a two-time All-Star here. Mm-hmm. You're an Olympian here. Yeah. You got Mountain Dew. National commercials here. It's true. You think you're going to get a Mountain Dew national commercial in Portland? I don't think so. I don't think no. so. I don't think people in Portland drink that. I think it's too healthy. Right, right. I mean, I think it's too not healthy yeah, for you. too much sugar in there. Yeah. You're in the third largest market in the country. Mm. There's no way you leave this situation. And you're the man. And you're the man. Yeah. Hey, look, what DeMar did was great last year. He People were mentioning, mentioning him in the MVP running. Yeah. But – you got to understand that he's going to be 33 years old, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. Yep. correct. you think he can repeat that year that he had last year? 
I hope so, but I I don't know. I didn't think he could do it this year. So, I, honestly, I don't know, Kendall. I yeah. have no idea. And, and I think that with both of those guys in the lineup, uh, they're good for each other. Yeah. Right. You don't want to go to another team where all of the onus is on you to score 30 or 40 a night. Yeah. You know, I think I think that, you know, DeMar took a lot of pressure off of Zach. Which is, I think, what Zach was looking for, right? Yeah. Right. He wanted – some help. Yeah. Yeah, and no help. offense to guys like Lowry and Wendell who are no longer with this organization, but he did not have enough help. He didn't. Yeah. And DeMar came, and then Lonzo and Caruso when they were healthy, and Vooch when he was playing. Yeah. That's way more help. Yeah. And yeah. I think that way, Zach, Zach was more. totally fine with that instead of getting his extension last summer, right? Right, right, exactly. And listen, I don't know, what did he end, what did he end up having, 24? Maybe a game per game, game yeah. Like so they yeah. dipped a little bit because of the, because knee, of the knee, like yeah. after because the All Star break, but still yeah. All Star numbers. And believe me, look, I, I talked to Zach, you know, here and there, and his knee was hurting him a lot more than he let on. Of course, okay, I believe yeah. that. And that's I the one. It. And that's the one thing about Zach. First, he dealt with the thumb injury early in the season. Mm. Then he deals with the COVID. What twice? Mm-hmm. Then he has the knee injury that he's dealing with. You know, this guy is a warrior, man. Yeah. You know, he's a lot tougher than people think that he is. And had he been healthy, you know, things would have been – if Lonzo had been healthy, things would have been a lot different. Yeah. Right. You know? So, I think that you, if I'm Zach Levine, I sign that contract, I come back, and let's go after the Eastern Conference. You know, but we got, we got to get Lonzo healthy as well. That's, that's something else that um, I'm worried about. Yeah. Let me yeah. add one more thing, though, about, yeah. about Zach. And because you mentioned that, you know, you talk to him and you know him because one of the things that – you worked with him was the defense. You know defense, what I'm saying? That was yeah. one of the things. So what have you seen as far as his improvement on defense that you've enjoyed? Because I know that you worked with him to give him some of those tools. Yeah, he, he used the lunge a lot. But the thing is, the, the, the lunge that I taught you yes, guys we see, about. We saw it. This, yeah, the, the, <laughs> lunge, the lunge, guys, is a defensive technique that you use instead of shuffling your feet. Mm-hmm. You lunge on the guy, and you can he can beat you off of the dribble, but then you can catch him on the second one. Bro, your excitement to, when he did that on, oh, on screen. Oh, boy, oh I, I would be jump, man. Listen, my, my son, would, we would be on air. My son would call me up. Dad, Zach just used the lunge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I saw it, son. I saw it. So, you know, I'm excited about that. But a lot of the times he could didn't use the lunge this year because of his knee. Mm. Yeah. Because it was too painful for him to push it off. But I like that his effort level on the defensive end of the floor has gone up. Before, it was kind of non-existent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now I think that he sees, listen, if, if I'm going to be mentioned on in the top upper echelon of the NBA amongst two guards, I got to be, I got to play on both sides of the ball. So I got to have that effort. Also, I think with Lonzo Ball coming here mm. and Caruso, if guys don't play defense, they kind of get embarrassed. Like, mm. these guys are putting the effort, but I'm not. Right. You know, I think that before all the injuries and everything, I thought Lonzo Ball was first-team all-defense. I yeah. thought that Caruso was first-team all-defense. And the advanced stats and, you know, all the analytic stat nerds on NBA Twitter backed that up. Did they? Like, they were both on pace to be caliber first-team all-defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you realize – we, I saw a guy in the comments says, I, I ask Kendall how much he loves to drop defense. Cause <laughs> <laughs> That's his favorite. He listen, loves it. Because I used to go, I mean, this season I was going nuts. You guys you, know. Oh, we saw. I go nuts over that defense. You know, because I just don't believe you can play that defense and be successful in the NBA long term. I mean, you look at all of the guards that we played against, Trey Young, Steph Curry, Kyrie, um, what's my man? What's my man's name from San Antonio? I forget his, his name is Mr. Dejounte. Dejounte Murray. They all killed us in the because we played drop defense. You know, all you got to do is get up, have your big man get up and take that away. Either trap him, show hard, get back to your man, have the backside rotate. That's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you if you listen, me right now at fifty four years old, if you play the drop defense against me, I'm gonna get thirty on you. Dang. I am. I mean, I believe, I, I, I believe you. You're because, right. Because, because, listen, <laughs> because listen, you, you, you're gonna, I'm going to come around and pick and there's nobody there. Right. Yeah. Okay? You just dropping, dropping, dropping. What do you think Trey Young is going to do? You think mm-hmm. he's going to have 42 on us? Mm. Yeah. It's been interesting. Ke- to, Karis to, LeVert. Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert. Yeah. 40 on us. Yeah. yeah. Insane. And in the first four games of this final series, the Celtics were going under on Steph. And you're like, why? Right. <laughs> Didn't make cooking. a whole lot of sense. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And when Lonzo Ball and Caruso got hurt, you guys know, I think we were like top five in pick and roll defense. Yeah. 
Then we went, dropped all the way down to 29th. Mm. I mean, that's telling, you some, that's telling you how important those guys are to this right. team. Right, yeah. which is, I think, something that some Bulls fans are wondering about with the Rudy Gobert rumors. Remembering that when Lonzo and Caruso were both healthy and playing on a nightly basis, the Bulls had a top-10 defense in the NBA. They did, right. And asking if you actually need Gobert and need to pay that Gobert contract that badly to improve your defense. Like, yes, the team's rim protection could certainly be better than what it was this past season. Sure, sure. But do you need to go that far when... When your squad was healthy, yeah. you had a very respectable defense. And that's what's interesting. Like, because mm -hmm. I wonder, is that a good thing? Because it could be a blessing and a curse, you know, mm -hmm. seeing that team be a top 10 defense like that. Like, yeah. oh, we don't really need much. But then seeing them without, right. you know, seeing some of your guards, like, oh, shit, we need everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, listen, if I see Vooch could get up like he did the first, uh, I think it was the third game of the season against the New York Knicks, Kimball Walker was killing us in the first half because they were playing drop there. defense. Yeah. <laughs> then they made an adjustment. In the second half, Vooch got up on Kimball Walker. When he came off of the pick and roll, there was a big body there, forced him out, cut, totally cut it off. Mm -hmm. But then throughout the rest of the season, he stopped doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, like if Vooch showed me he could do that consistently, we don't need Gobert because mm -hmm. we, we got a top 10 defense. Mm -hmm. Right. But I need to see the consistency defensively uh, because I love Vooch's offense. Sure. Right. I wish, he, I wish and, he and I think sometimes he got hung out to dry defense. from bad perimeter defense once Caruso and Lonzo were both gone. Right. Like, Vooch looked like the one who was playing bad defense and him getting posterized, but because he got hung out to dry. Got hung out to dry. And, look, I love, I, I love what Vooch brings to the table. Wish he wouldn't shoot nine three-pointers a game. There it is. That, that, that he did what if he was knocking him down at 40%? But he wasn't. How do you, how do you get out of a slump? You shoot your way out of a slump, right? You shoot your way out of a slump, but you get down low on the block as a seven-foot big man where you are one of the best in the league, back-to-the-basket guys. He was. You, you guys remember when, when Vooch went through that horrible game against Orlando, his former team? Oh, yeah. yeah. Early in the like, season? Like yeah. five for 23 or yeah. whatever, or okay. three for 19. The next game, he played against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm -hmm. He he went and played like he used to, back to the basket. Mm. Shot a couple of three points. I don't mind him shooting a couple of three points. I don't mind him shooting two, three a game. Yeah. But nine a game? <laughs> when, when you can dominate these guys inside, why do that? Mm. You know, I know Milwaukee's defense was designed to, to make you take the three-point right. shot. Right, yeah. yeah. They, didn't, they had no other choice yeah. against the Bucs. But don't take the bait. Okay, I, I, see, I see that we have these open three-pointers, but you know what? As a point guard, Vooch, no, we're not going to take a three-pointer. Mm. Get down in the post. Mm. Throw it to him. Let him operate. Because I don't think that Brooke Lopez could guard him down there. I don't think that Giannis could guard him down there. I don't think that right. Bobby Portis could guard him down there. Right. Vooch, to me, is a great offensive player, man. He, has, he can score in the post. He can score mid-range. He can, he can shoot the three-point shot. But we cannot fall in love as seven-footers with the three-point shot. you got to operate to your strength. Because, to me – He's a, he goes back to his all-star self if he plays most of it and, and takes most of his shots from 15 feet and in. Yeah, but see, he was doing that in, on an Orlando team where he was option 1A, B, and C. Like, yeah. I think it's different options, yeah. when he's trying to figure out where and when to get his shots when he's third on the trademark pecking order behind <laughs> Zach and DeMar. You know, it, it's challenging. I think it took him a season to adjust to that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. If, he, if, if, if they don't make a move... Mm. Hopefully, he will have adjusted, mm. and he knows. Okay, I got to spend most of my time down in the block. Okay. As the coaching staff, as if I'm Lonzo, if I'm Caruso, say, "Hey, Vooch, babe, we need you down on the post. Mm -hmm. We we don't we don't need you out here shooting these threes. Get hot, okay, you know. But if I'm a coach, say, Vooch, your limit is two and a half three point shots. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a half. Back, give him a half. Back like it was in the 90s, right, KG? <laughs> right. Two. Your five team's seconds best three-point shooter is not allowed to shoot more than two and a half no, no, threes no. a game. Five hey, seconds left. Hey, you get that heave hey, from look, half court. That's, look, that's your Lou, half. I, my sophomore year at Illinois, I was struggling from the three-point line. Mm. Lou Henson said, Kendall, I'll give you one three-pointer a game. <laughs> no more than that. If you shoot more than that, you're going to be over here sitting with me. Damn. Okay? <laughs> and I knew. I didn't back of my head. <laughs> yeah. no, I can't. Okay, I can take my one three. That's it. Yep. You know, and and you listened to that advice because you didn't want to get taken out. I didn't want to get taken out. Yeah. So, the next year I come back, 
And I had to prove to him that I could shoot 40% from three-point line before mm-hmm. I could even take two. I proved it to him, and then I, was, I had free reign after Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the rule. He's got to prove it. Well, speaking of it. young Kendall, uh, with the little time we have left, we wanted to, because the NBA draft is a week from tomorrow, gentlemen, yeah. sneaking up on us. Yes, it is. We wanted to go on a little time machine journey back to when Kendall Gill <sighs> was getting drafted <laughs> in the 1990 NBA Long draft. Time ago, oh, Joey, baby. do we have those pictures from, from Kendall's draft night that you can throw up there real quick? Because Let's they are. Oh, hey, hey, look at that. Look at him, boy. Hey, Kendall, listen. And now, now, for all of you younger Bulls fans watching, that thing that Kendall's holding up to his face, that is a phone. <laughs> and, it, and it has this cord attached to it. And that yes. cord is attached to the base part of the phone. Yes. Yes. What's yes. a base, man? <laughs> oh, man. That is incredible, man. That is, that is an awesome Hornets what, hat. What do you remember about this right here, Kendall? Uh, well, that, that suit, it was a kind of an off-white suit. I got that from Sid Jerome downtown Flex. here in Chicago. Yes, sir. Yeah, and I was... I remember being so nervous. Mm. You know, if you go back and you watch the video of me walking up and talking, I think it was Craig Sager. Mm. I was talking to um, also Sam. I, I, I forget who, who else I was talking to, but, you know, they were asking me questions, but I was so nervous I didn't know how to, to answer them. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't like I am now. Yeah. Right, right, right. Media right. ready and Years stuff. Of like yes, Years of practice. Years of practice like you guys have become. Ah. Uh, but, you know, I'm glad that I got drafted by the Charlotte Hornets, but, at the time, I really didn't want to go there. Mm. Uh, I wanted to go one pick later to the Minnesota Timberwolves mm. because I wanted to play with Pooh Richardson. I don't know if you guys Poo remember. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and Charlotte had Rex Chapman. They had mm-hmm. Derek. They had uh, Dale Curry. Mm-hmm. Rex was my friend. Yeah. And I knew we played the same position. I didn't want to compete with Rex. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you were worried about the depth chart in Charlotte. I was worried about the depth chart, yeah. but – they drafted me anyway. It, it, it worked out. and uh, You played eighty all 82 games as a rookie. All 82 games. I was yeah, looking yeah. at your basketball reference page the other day, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, all 82 games. But, uh, but, but that's back when they didn't have load Ooh. management. Right, yeah. And then cards, look, check baby. out these rookie oh, cards. Yeah, the cards. I got both man. of them. <laughs> you guys know, you guys know I still have that suit. I really? won't get rid of it. Yeah. When, when's the last time you put it on is my question. Years. Okay. Years. All right. it's, it's, but it's you know he can up. still fit into it because he's got the yeah. 60-40 box. No, that's 60-40. why, he, right. that's why <laughs> he said years. Wait, wait. So, now that you mentioned 60-40, I do. I've been waiting to jump in here for a second. I did get a text, yeah. Flex, yeah. Yes, Flex, from a former, another uh, former NBC Sports guy, Luke Stuckmeyer. Oh, said, hey. He says, tell KG I just wrapped up my 50-30 workout. Guaranteed results 10 times faster. So <laughs> it looks like you may have a little bit of competition with Stuckmeyer. Hey, yo, that oh. sounds like Luke Stuckmeyer. Yeah, hey, 20% off, baby. 20% off. I'm cool with that. Oh, my God. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, man. Dude, that, but I, I forgot about that because you mentioned Minnesota. You did get a chance to play there, though. I did. The greatest later, later Kendall my, hairdo season of your career was <laughs> the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, I played there for, for one season with Kevin Garnett. Right. Um, you know, Joe Smith was there. Smith. Wally Zerbiak was yeah, there. Yeah. But, Solid you know, my, my year there was great to play for the late, great Flip Saunders. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed my time up there. You know, the, the year before, I was with Miami. Right. Because, guys, you know, as a guard – Late in your career, they start giving you one-year deals. They're not going to give you. They're not going to give you like two, three, right. four-year deals anymore. Also, spent one of those one-year deals with our beloved Bulls. Yes, he did. What was that? Oh, three, oh, four. Bulls, right? Exactly. Yeah. But the year before I went to Minnesota, I played in Miami. I just I rented this penthouse from this Turkish movie star on Williams Island. I just you know I just got into the culture down in Miami. I, I just the culture play. is rented mansions. I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. No, I had a, this penthouse. I had the thirty second and the thirty first and the thirty second floor. Okay. Okay. What? And I didn't want to play basketball. Okay. Yeah, you just wanted to hang out. I just in wanted your to hang, I just wanted to hang out. Penthouse. Uh, yeah. Listen, I ended up averaging five points a game a year. <laughs> Hashtag Heat Culture, right? Right, right, right. Hey, look, I did. <laughs> That was the worst year of my career. <laughs> I'm like, I got to get out of there. So I, so I went to Minnesota, where it's freaking cold. Right, yeah. nothing. nothing to do but right. play basketball. Right. You know, I had a good year that year. Played with Kevin Garnett. And, you know, what you see on television when you saw Kevin Garnett, his intensity, it's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same way in practice. I mean, that's the one superstar guy that I played with. That he and Alonzo Mourning that brought it. 
to practice and in the games. KG's yeah, bringing that intensity to his like MGM like you know betting commercials. Right. Have you yeah, seen exactly. those? I've exactly. seen his betting commercials. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he brings the intensity, man. So once that because one thing you definitely did was play against you know Michael Jordan. Yeah, and his greatest like that. But you used to always tell us, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like you were never intim- really intimidated going no. against Mike. You loved going no. against Mike. I love yeah. that challenge. Right? Yeah, I loved going against Mike. Uh, you know, he's an inch taller than me, but. Uh, you know, athletically, I thought that I, I felt that I could compete with him, you know. But, you know, listen, he, Mike is one of the, the greatest NBA player to play. You guys know who I think is the greatest yes, of all time. Yes, I remember. You, Kareem, you're on Team Kareem. Team that's, Kareem. That's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yeah. is the greatest mm-hmm. of all time. I remember. I think that Michael is now, I've come around to him being the best NBA player of all time. Yes. Okay, but nobody can Wearing touch Wearing him down, baby. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> nobody, nobody can touch Kareem's resume, like high, high school, school, college, pro, yeah. nobody. That's fair. So, that, so that makes him the greatest of all time. Michael, I give it to him. Commercially, he did so much for this league. Yeah. Uh, inspired millions of people to play basketball. So I think he's the greatest NBA player of all time. But I relished playing against him. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't afraid of him. I think Michael, a lot of times, got guys on the Mike Tyson effect. Remember yeah. Mike Tyson used to have his opponents beat before they even got right, to the arena. Right, right, yeah. That's the way Michael used to do, yeah. you know. But, uh, you know, I had some great games against him. He had more great games against me, yeah. you know. But that's what happens when you're the greatest of all time in the NBA and you have the triangle offense to boot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys know that. I told you the triangle offense is the toughest offense to guard in basketball yeah. because you cannot game plan against it. That's true. Okay? And, and that Bulls team had years of practice executing it. Years of practice, and, and you know, Scottie Pippen as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know how good Scottie Pippen was. Yeah. Not the greatest of all time like, he's, like he wants to be remembered. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you talked and to Scottie? Scottie said, no, I haven't talked digits. to him. Scottie, Scottie, Scottie's my friend, yeah. but, you know, you know, it, it, it's did, did you read that book he wrote? I haven't read it yet. It's it, I, I lent my copy to Big Dave. I think you got it right now, right? No, 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 no. I don't, you didn't give me that. You Is it on Audible? Knicks. You gave me the next one. Oh, okay. If it's on Audible, I'm going to read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. He's okay. got some opinions about he things. He's got some opinions. I think he's a, I think he's a little feelings yeah. hurt after <laughs> the last dance. Look, but 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 Scotty is. He does, I don't think he gets enough credit for how good he really was. I, I agree. He was. You know, was Scotty was, awesome. was great, man. He was amazing. So man. you know, you have you have, now you have him running with you, Dennis Rodman, and oh, Tony on that second three P team. Yeah, that you guys played in the playoffs Tony, when you were with New Jersey. Yeah, Tony Kukoc and all those guys. I mean, now that's what makes that's what Mike makes Michael that much more difficult to guard because he has all of that with him. Plus the referees, too. Oh, stop. There it was. <laughs> there it is. No, I, honestly, oh. man, you, you sneeze foul <laughs> on Michael. You, you, you come here to Chicago, you go park your car at the Valley of the Restaurant, foul. <laughs> yeah, what I get a foul for? Oh, you're playing against Michael. Okay? Yeah. Oh, man. That's the I way mean, it was. I think that's one of the perks of what you were just talking about, which is everything that MJ did for the NBA. <laughs> Hello. Right. Hello. No, made, that, exactly. made that league a lot of money. He did. He let, did. Me, let me ask you this, Kendall. And this is all uh, basketball. But are you still out here trying to fight Jake Paul? Is he still ducking you? Is Jake Paul well, still I just ducking? saw you post about it the other day. Yeah, listen, he, he said that he didn't know who I was. Um, but we have had communications with his trainer. We have had communications with his promotional company, which he owns. Mm. We have had communications with Steven Espinosa, the president of Showtime Boxing. Mm. Um, and it's hard for me to believe, Jake Paul, that – you didn't hear Stephen A. Smith call me out for you on ESPN? Heard that. You didn't hear Shaquille O'Neal call me out? Heard that. Call, call you out for me on ESPN ringside? You didn't hear Muggsy Bogues call, me, call you out for me on Vlad TV? Heard that. Oh, also, too, I was supposed to be on his undercard of his last fight against Tyron Woodley, but somehow they decided to go with Darren Williams, who's my Illini brother and who's my NBA yes. brother. Yeah. But they didn't want me on the card. So they decided to go with somebody else instead, mm. you know, because if because once I, I would have defeated Frank Gore, I would have called Jake Paul out right there. In the yes, ring. you would. Right. Yes. They, didn't, they, yeah. they didn't want that. Right. Yeah. So, listen, my wife says, listen, I'm tired of you trolling this guy. My mom and dad told me stop. So I got permission to do one more troll. OK. I'm going to do one more, and then that's it. After that, if he doesn't fight And then after that, we'll, we'll pick up that trolling for you. Yeah, we will continue. Yeah, and, and, and let me yeah. tell you something. Let me tell you something about Jake Paul. What, listen, I, I respect what he has done. I don't knock his hustle. He's made a lot of money over these past three or four years. Sure 
the thing is, is that I see a guy on my level. I'm 4-0 in the ring. He's 5-0 in the ring. You knocked out Nate Robinson and then went around and bragged about Pick it. Pick on somebody your own size. Yeah, and, and I'm going to tell you what their game plan is to do, make as much money as they can, and then fight somebody, and then the jig is going to be up. Yeah. You know, because that's the reason why they've been avoiding me, because I have experience in the ring. Because they don't want the, the Jake Paul wave to, to end this want, early. They don't want it to die, and I understand that. The guy said he wants to make $240 million out of boxing. I understand that. The only way he can do that is keep winning. Yeah. So what do I do? I continue to play T-ball. Yeah. Okay? I, can, I, continue, I continue to let them set the ball up on the tee for me and let me hit it. Mm. Okay? But now, if I face guys with experience, now I got to face a curveball. Mm. I got to face a knuckleball, a slider, fastball, changeup. Mm -hmm. He's not ready to do, deal with that. He puts in the work. I know guys that have been in his camp that have sparred against him. They say he does everything necessary to become a boxer but it's been three years now and you still suck <laughs> okay two, some two, simple facts right there two two people that know how to box layman's they all they see is they see him knocking people out yeah but they don't understand those guys are two weight classes below him yeah not very much experience in the ring jake paul sweats down to 190 pounds on all of his weigh-ins then he rehydrates back up to 210 pounds fight night mm. so in nate's case nate was nate was gonna get knocked out right regardless yeah because yeah. nate soaking wet weighs 175 pounds right. yeah right, right okay five foot seven and now you're gonna walk into the ring and your face you're gonna fight a guy that's 210 pounds mm -hmm. of course when you of course when you get hit you're gonna go away same thing with tyron woolley so that's the reason why they want to face me i'm in his weight class mm. okay I, got, right. I think know. pound for pound, you're probably a better boxer. I, I don't know a whole lot about boxing. I've, I've, I've gonna, seen Kendall box. He, yeah, I've, I've seen the videos. No, he can box. Also, yeah. for he him to box, say he Joey. doesn't know who you are, that's bogus. That's, yeah, yeah. I have known who Kendall Gill is since I was yeah. five years old. I still don't know why this Jake Paul dude is famous before he started boxing. Joey, tell who us why Who is he Jake and why Paul do we famous. care? Tell, tell Matt why Jake Paul's Yeah, Paul I don't know famous. why he's famous. I don't either. know why Jake Paul's famous. Thank you. Who is this fucking guy? The youth don't know. He's got a famous brother. He does have a famous And brother. why is his brother famous? For, Still nobody knows. Because he has like a podcast, which is, you know, that's a semi-legitimate business that he's got. Podcasts don't make people famous, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> they made you guys famous. You guys are Chicago I think, famous. I think that's a bunch of nonsense right there. <laughs> yeah, you guys are Chicago famous. But no, look, I, 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 would, I would love that fight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to train my butt off still. He's supposed to fight August 6th. Okay. We've been trying to get the fight and... Um, you know, it's just we, we know why they don't want it. So what we, what we offered them, we said, listen, you guys have Big Baby Davis fighting on your undercard. Wow. Right? Stop so playing. I'm saying, how do you know Big Baby Davis, but you don't know the guy that's been calling you out for two years? <laughs> you know? So that's, that's a bunch of crap. Also, so, what weight class is Big Baby Davis in? Big Man. Baby Davis is in super heavyweight. Yeah, super. that's so, a duper. That would have been my guess. So, <laughs> listen, we, I, my team went back to him and said, listen, as much as we would, don't want to get in the ring with a frat brother, We'll fight him. Mm -hmm. We'll fight Big Baby Davis. Yeah. And then guarantee us Jake. You know what they said? Big Baby Davis doesn't have enough experience to fight a guy that has had four pro fights. Well, what did Nate Robinson have? Mm. None. Also? None. Also yeah. Like so boo, why did you man. fight him? Because they knew like he boo. could beat him. Exactly. Right, exactly. So these guys are a bunch Sounds of like a bunch of BS yeah, to me. Man. That's what it yeah, is, man. Yeah. Um, you know it's not BS? <laughs> hanging out with Kendall Gill. Hey. KG, it's so good to see you, man. Thank you so much for coming by. Thanks, man. I appreciate I appreciate you guys letting me know the secret location. Because believe me, guys, all you guys listening out here, I had no idea this place was here. This is a secret location. The bad cave. <laughs> this is this is such a sweet setup you guys have here. Thank you, man. Stop where, 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 where anybody gets mad at you, Zach Levine, the Bulls, any NBA player, they ain't gonna be able to find you. <laughs> mm -mm. No, not here, man. Kobe but White's brother. <laughs> Kobe right, White's right, brother. right, right. <laughs> yeah, that that might be an issue. Not Zach. Zach loves us. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Uh, everybody, follow Kendall on Twitter at Kendall G thirteen and on Insta. Your official Kendall Gill. Official Kendall Gill. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you guys are doing some stuff for for draft night as well, right? Next yeah, week? we're doing some stuff for draft night. Uh, you know, we're gonna come in and you know just do the regular thing mm -hmm. and uh, talk about you know the Bulls right now, the future. Draft prospects, possible trades, things like that. Mm -hmm. Right on. Yeah, well, man. check that out, too. We're yes, going to be doing our draft show live mm -hmm. from start to finish and then some. But, yeah. you know, 
pop over there. Say what's up to Kendall and Will All day and, long. and our guy Jason. All tell, day long. D- tell them we said hi, would you please? Yeah, I, mean, I will it, tell We saw everybody. Jay very recently. But. Yeah, I will tell them that you guys said hello. Of course, you guys know you're still family to us. So, Appreciate it, man. You know, hopefully we will get a chance to work together again. But, yeah. you know, look, listen, this is when you know it's right, guys. I haven't seen these guys in two years, and we just – we're vibing just like we always right. have. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 And is. let us know about game seven. I'll bring some popcorn. Oh, for game real. Seven, <laughs> we'll be hey, waiting by the phone how, like this. How, how bad does the NBA want game seven? Oh. Oh, my God. Father's Day. Yeah. Come on, man. Juneteenth. It's Speaking hurt. of NBA oh. officials maybe you know? uh, playing favorites and rigging things, Celtics are getting all the calls tomorrow. Yeah, I hope so. Like, like the old Boston all Celtics. All the calls. Yeah, that's right. Like, man, give them the old right. calls, man. I, I, we got to have it. Yeah. yeah. We just we gotta to have it. Got to have it. That little Irish guy on the on the floor is going to be, you know, <laughs> using his magic to kick all the Warriors shout, uh, shots out of the rim. Oh, that's right, man, man, dude. That's right. Can't all right. Wait. That's it. Until tomorrow, we'll be back here with, our another, uh, with another in-studio episode, 3 o'clock Chicago time. Uh, until then, Bulls underscore pack, Bowl Sports, Bow. Kendall G13. Shout out to our pal and our producer, Joey, for hanging out with us as always more chgo sports content coming up here on our youtube channel including bears which is still going on right now bets and then we got cubs pre and post for the cubs night game until tomorrow see you right be good bulls nation